What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everyone, welcome to The Final Four is Not on the Schedule. I'm your host Eric, alongside with expert analyst Rod. Thanks for joining us on the best MSU basketball podcast featuring an in-depth recruiting, game matchup, and post-game analysis. We dive deep to give you the best tools to enjoy the Spartans and impress your friends and family. Hey everybody, it's Eric alongside Rod. We're here pleased to have Coach Thomas Kelly, who is former Spartan standout and the assistant coach for Michigan State basketball team. Uh, thanks for coming back on to the Final Fours on the schedule, Coach. Oh, no problem. Glad to be back, man. Glad to be back. Yeah. Our, it's our absolutely all totally pleasure. Before we begin, I just wanted to uh, mention real quickly uh, a quick thanks to Kenneth Kramer, who left us a one-time gift via PayPal to support the show. If you're interested in sh- supporting the show, please head on over to tffinots.com slash support. There you can support what we're doing, all these extra interviews and things we're doing as we're contacting important people like Coach Kelly. Um, so I'm really glad we're able to get, put this together. Uh, so this is your, you've just finished your first year as coach for Michigan State. How do you think it went for you? And uh, was anything, I mean, obviously a different experience than you had at Western Michigan. I mean, how, how did the season compare for you? And was it, did it meet your expectations? What do you think about it? Um. To be honest, well, first of all, I ain't as I ain't important as you are, but you yeah. know, but, <laughs> but no, being honest, man, uh, I'll just aside, I, I think it was um, it was a great year. I mean, honestly, I, I'm not with the love I have for the program and being here, being a player, being a part of this foreign family. I guess you could say I'm not. I'm not gonna let it be nothing negative. You know what I mean? Because I'm always give them hundred percent, and I know everybody under Coach Umbrella going to give it 100%. So we all gave it 100%. Yeah, you had ups and downs. We had a lot of injuries early on. But at the end of the day, it was it was a great experience. I mean, I, I couldn't ask for nothing more, to be honest. I mean, being – I mean, early on, you talk about going from my first guy being Northern Arizona to jumping into a, a game against the guys out on the ship. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, it doesn't get no better than that. Then going to – then playing Kentucky and being a part of a double overtime game. It's just all of those things just, I mean, doesn't get no better than that, to be honest. How was it different uh, coaching in the NCAA tournament versus playing? Uh, of course, <laughs> you you always, you want to suit up, but no, I'm joking. <laughs> but no, um, it, it, of course, the same intensity is there, to be honest. I feel like a player, to be honest, I'm stomach tight, you know, nervous. <laughs> like they are hoping that I reminded somebody about a play or something I seen. You don't want to forget anything. So it's the same type of intensity. Of course, you're just not wearing a jersey, but the same type of intensity is there. Again, I, I, I want to echo Eric and uh, thanking you for coming on and doing this with us again, Coach. Uh, you mentioned a, a second ago the injuries, the ups and downs with this season, but I, I think 
speaking for ourselves and I think a lot of fans, it, it felt like this, this was definitely a solid, good year by Michigan State standards with maybe a little bit left wanting at the end. How close do you think this team ultimately came to meeting its potential? Uh, great question. I mean, um, when you think about it, right? I mean, let's go back. I mean, you're talking about like uh, the tough Northwestern loss at home that right. you you all, if you're trying to win, especially people, people don't understand to win their regular season Big Ten title, how hard that is. Like, that is so hard. Don't get me wrong. Everything else is hard, too. The Big Ten tournament, the, the NCAA tournament, of course. But to win the Big Ten night in, night out, on the road, at home, the intensity, the ups and downs, it's so hard. So you think about it like you don't want to lose a game at Northwestern at home. Of course, they play out of it, and Northwestern was a really good team. But we lost to Northwestern at home. We lose to Purdue at by one at home. I mind you, the Northwestern game was a close game, two, two, three point, four point game, close game, two. We lose to Purdue at home. So now you turn around and look at it, right? We were ahead against Illinois for the majority of that game. We could have we could have probably pulled that out, but had things happen. Let's go to the Iowa game at Iowa. Oh, that game. Let, let's was, let's was, not, coach. You're right. <laughs> let's forget that, game. Me. that was my style too. I had to go to Coach Izzo after that game and told Coach, I apologize. Because that was my scout. I was so upset. But we win that game, for example. So now I think I gave you probably three games we, we should have won. We probably regular season Big Ten champs. Or at least getting a yeah. share of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's like you're saying. So, of course, get to the Sweet 16 is great. But it's just like we were, you know, still just, you know, it's just funny how with this game with luck and opportunity and things that goes on. They do a lot of things to boss away, but we were right there. And these guys brought it every day, too. They brought it, like, even after the Iowa game when we lost like that, we go into a role where a tough Nebraska team won about four or five in a row, and we beat them there. I mean, it says a lot about our guys and our character and our team to me. It's That's something that we talked about a lot was – which you just touch on, the resiliency of this team, that you'd have those really tough moments – and people on the outside would be wondering, well, how do you, I mean, that Iowa loss, like from the outside looking in, you think, how can you ever recover from that? But they right. got back off the mat and they did that all year long. I, I guess considering that, and, and you talked about all those close losses, those, those moments where you guys were right there and just couldn't quite get it done. Um, is that the thing that maybe could have been better with this team is just finding those extra inches, so to speak, or was there something else that you looked at in a bigger scope and said, yeah, if we just could have been a little bit better in that way, that would have made maybe the difference between the season you had and winning a big 10 title, let's say. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, when you think about it, right. Um, which great points, but it's like, you know, like you said, being right there. So it's like, you know, a couple of free throws missed here couple missed opportunities there. What it turned into was great learning tools, teaching tools, and it did help us down the stretch. It really did. So, for example, like, you know, the Ohio State game in the Big Ten tournament, you know, where we was kind of lackluster. We didn't, we didn't play our brand of basketball. You know, because every going, – going to that, every, every year, you know, throughout the season, you having them 
them ups and downs and peaks and valleys, whatever people want to call them. You know, like after the Iowa loss bounced back, after the Ohio State lost in the Big Ten tournament, we bounced back and have a good run beating a, beating some tough USC and Marquette teams. Yep. You know what I mean? So it was like every, like they said, they kept getting off the mat. And even during the process, regardless of what part of the year it was, okay, for example, we lost that Northwestern game early on, go on the road and win at Penn State. And, you know, Penn State played well. Yeah. Had a really good season. So after that, you think about that. So the guys just I much respect to them guys because of what they did from early on losing games at the bounces back. I said Northwestern, Penn State, Iowa, Nebraska, turn around Ohio State, make a tournament run. I mean, them guys said and they they was always just continue to be sponges throughout the year. They were. They were always trying to get better, always trying to figure it out. Never, never got complacent. And I, I love that about this team. Yeah. So uh, before we begin, I just want to remind those listeners that if one way to help support the show is to help our sponsor. And our sponsor is Nudge Printing, who is instrumental in the Spartan Strong effort. They're printing over 15,000 shirts, raising over $155,000 for the um, shooting victims on Michigan State's campus. You can go over to nudgeprinting.com and type in Final Four to get 20% off your order. They don't just sell Spartan stuff. They also sell other things from the state of Michigan, other schools, Alma, Calvin, CMU, EMU, all the directional schools. Uh, but not the University of Michigan. Uh, Gabe and Brittany do won't cross that line. So, uh, Coach, you know what? Obviously, you're doing recruiting stuff this summer. What other things are you doing? Are you are you having practice sessions with the team, or how do they how do they sort of work that out? Uh, we just finished uh, spring workouts last week, so that was fun. You know, getting the guys in the gym. You know, you know, uh, working on things, keeping it fun, keeping it high energy. You know, and and the thing is, we got gym rats, so guys always trying to get better. So that's why I never have a voice. So you hear me now. I'm, I'm always <laughs> at it. So so it's just always that. So you, you gotta you gotta love that about them. So that's why I've been on with with recruiting. Now that's about to slow up a little bit, but it's always something to be done. Never get yeah, like, we got stuff from the players. We gotta we gotta hold ourselves accountable as coaches with that. Yeah, you and Coach Izzo together have about one voice. I think. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> but, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you? When do the freshmen come on and they start participating in summer things? And then, um, I guess, do you have like, uh, do the do the guys get a couple a month or two off before they really start going, or how does it work with classes and stuff like that now? Yeah, yeah, guys are able to get some time off, which is great for them. They deserve it for what we demand of them. So they got. They got about a good month or so off to relax and, you know, well, well, they're not going to stop working out because they're going to be working out at home or something anyway. So, but no, the guys get to go home, get to be with their families too, which we can't take that for granted because even while I look back as a player, you know, those were good times to go back home, play with your friends, boys from college, have a good time. So they get to do that. But guys will probably pour back. You know, sometime in June, early June, something like that. That's when the freshmen would come as well. So, and that's when we get back connected again. And it's back on to get the journey started. Yeah. When do they start the hazing for the freshmen? Is it right away when they arrive on campus? They start making carry <laughs> right. bags? Yeah, I mean, that's going to start as soon as they're ready. So, as soon as they get on, like, as soon as they get on campus, it's on. Uh, who knows? You know, our guys, you know, they. We got good guys, so it, it, it'll be fine. Just as a, a follow-up on that, Coach, uh, 
during during these off season workouts, and I know that I know enough to know that the NCAA has um, limited. You know, you have limited amounts of time you can work with your team. Yeah. That's pretty strictly prescribed. But when you do have those sessions. What kind of things are you looking to do? Is, is it more individual skill development work or is it team-oriented stuff or a little of both? Uh, right now, it's probably more individual-based. And we'll probably add, you know, weight room is important with that too. So it's, that's always a key. Weight room will always be Im- implemented with that. So I think that's the most important thing or if the, the most important thing at this time of year because – Everybody rather get stronger, change the body, you know, because you got to show progress and you got to look, look at, look, look the part with the progress too. So with that, so weight room, uh, individual based now be more individual based and team based in the summer because those are still months that we got to still got to get better individually, but we will implement some team things too more later on in the summer, but in the spring, more individual based. Okay. And you're not, and you guys are not doing an overseas trip this year, right? No, no. We're not. Okay. No, we're not. All right. That I know of. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going back to, to last season and, and maybe some ways it might be different next year, th- this struck, I think for, for most people that are familiar with what the program staples are for MSU, this was kind of an unusual team this past season. Cause you guys maybe didn't get to play in transition as much as we usually see. You weren't quite the kind of offensive rebounding team that we usually see, but on the other side, you were really good taking care of the ball. You didn't maybe have the turnover problems that we see often from MSU teams. Do you think that what looks like you're going to have a much deeper team next year, do you think that's going to have an impact in maybe improving those weaker elements of the team last season? In other words, I'm in a convoluted long way. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to ask you, do you think that next year, do you expect you're going to play more in transition it's going to be more of a typical Michigan State offensive rebounding team. And if you can do those things, do you imagine that you'll still be able to take care of the ball the way last season's team did? Uh, no doubt. Being honest, I mean, yeah. We always got to get back to our, our brand of basketball. I mean, we want to run more. No, no doubt we got to get back into doing those things because those are possessions. Those are easy shots, easy points, not easy. Nothing's easy, but more opportunities for us to score and be aggressive offensive rebounder, you know, all those things. So we, we're trying to get back with them. With us having a deeper team, of course, we want to fly around. You know, we got to fly because typically what you're talking about in Michigan State, we always, we always been, been going, you know, having depth. It's always what we do, what we've had to, opportunity to take advantage of teams is with that our bench play and all that. So right. yeah, we finna get back. We finna get back to that. We have to get back to that, I think. I mean, because that is our our way of way of, way of playing and what we do. And which I love and I think it's exciting. And I think everybody get more opportunities that way. So it is a positive. Having multiple ball handlers and what we can do, man, we can shoot the basketball. So that's that's even better. Yeah. More Michigan State, less Wisconsin. Um, yeah, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so with Malik Hall last season, he played the three for a majority of the season when he was when he's healthy. Um, 
do you see him moving more to the fourth spot this year and sort of back to, I don't want to say his natural position, but certainly where he played the first two years of his career, first uh, years in his career at Michigan State? I mean, yeah, with, with a guy like Malik, you know, when now he's a, he was able to play the three some this year, so even playing the four, which natural, you know, which he's going to get, of course, that's where he's, his natural position, where they figure his natural position is, because it's really positionless basketball now. I just like the fact that, to be real with you, that him going to the four, but he will probably have to stay at the three some too. I mean, you never know how the game right, is yeah. played. He's, he's been able to do it now. And he showed he can do it. So if we have to do that, he's able to do both. But yeah, of course, him playing the four, he will be, you know, be back to, you know, doing that as well. So, I mean, I, I just think it's having a guy like him and know our system and know our program, it's just good to have him, have him back. Is his recovery going pretty well so far? Yeah, yeah, actually, I just seen him not too long ago. Yeah, he's he, he, he smiling. I love to see him smiling and, doing him it's always good to see my man yeah i think i think uh, certainly speaking for us and i think for most of the fans it's great that he's gonna get that extra year because just seeing him fight through it and and i've heard that it was worse than even a lot of people knew in terms of what he was going through physically and yet he was out there competing trying It, it it would just be great to see him have a healthy final year, kind of like the way Joey did where, you know, you just get that opportunity to just be healthy and, and go do it for a full last season and really have that experience because he deserves it. No doubt. The last point, what you just said is really, really matters. He deserves, I think, I don't think, no, I I dealt with that as a kid with all the injuries. I had like four or five surgery as a college kid. I just don't think no, I don't think no kid deserves that. I mean, it just it just matches with your mental, physical, and everything about it. So I, I just think, like you said, he deserves it, man. He deserves to go out, play hard, injury free, and just max himself out. Because I like to see where that where that elite goes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't know how you felt. I thought you know those first like three games or so before he got hurt, I thought he was arguably the best player you had. Yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah, can't argue yeah. That. yeah. Can't argue that. It was he was he was in a good rhythm when you know it was early on the scrimmages and you know, exhibition. I mean, Malik was feeling good. I mean, he really was. And I and it's just it's sad to hear that you know when he, when somebody goes through that, but he pushed through it. And I'm pretty sure, you know, you know whether we realize it or not, he became a better, not only basketball player, but a better person by going through that. It's going to help him in the long run. It's hard to say now, but it's just, you know, those deep, them life lessons make you appreciate things a little bit more. So I'm interested to see what happens. Well, you, I mean, you went through that yourself. Yes. You know, you, had, you missed that, you missed that whole, what was it? 97, 98 season. Yes. You missed yes, the whole yeah. year. And then you come back. And as, as you were saying earlier, you get to go to a final four part of a mm-hmm. big 10 champion, all those things. So you're, mm-hmm. you're speaking from personal experience. No doubt. No doubt. It, it was, it was, it was humbling. It was hard, you know, but the thing, what you learned about you and which still having bonds right to this day, which is with them teammates and like Morris Peterson, my team, Cleese, like, we the connections we was making at that time were lifelong and and which you know because guys lifting you up guys sticking with you guys checking on you you know all of that it just it just goes a long way and that's why i said malik 
I'm, 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 I'm intrigued and excited to see what was about to happen for the league hall. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Planning a trip to one of the great national parks? L.L. Bean went to the experts at the National Park Foundation to get the inside scoop on which parks are the best to visit in each season. Whether you're looking for outstanding scenery, smaller crowds, or unique activities, L.L. Bean, be an outsider. To check out the full list of recommendations, visit llbean.com slash explore. So uh, we go from one extreme of the roster in terms of experience to the other then. And I'm sure you have a, at least a little sense of this, that the fan base is really, really excited by the incoming freshman class. And people always are because they always love the, the new and uh, shiny. Yeah, I am too. Right. I'm sure you are too. <laughs> right. Um, and, and I think as, as fans, we've got a sense of, of their strengths, but when you look at through and look at it through a coach's eyes, what are some of the things that you think those guys and, and, you know, answer it however you want as a group, or maybe some of the individuals, what are some of the things you think they need to improve the most in order to be ready to play really significant roles next season? Because this is going to be an experienced and deep team. It's not like they're walking into, you know, well, here's 35 minutes a night, you know? Right, right. Well, the thing is, what I, what I, what I tell, what I say to any incoming freshman, you know, just come in and be a sponge because you reinvent yourself, right? I mean, because what, you, what you've done, I mean, everybody has some type of accolades and did a lot of great things in high school that, you know, everybody want, want that same, you know, instant, you know, instant success and all of that. But if you're coming into a, when you come in, come a freshman, when you're coming into these type of situations, you know, it, you know, it, it ain't, it's not going to be easy. So that's why I always say being a sponge, you know, because we're going to be tough on them as coaches. They probably never really dealt with that. Some have, some haven't, but, that's going to be new. The intensity picks up, the weight room, the, the schedule, all of that, the demands pick up. So I just tell them, continue to be a sponge. And, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't act like you got things all figured out because you don't, you know what I mean? So, right. so I just think with, with the veteran guys that we have and how they are, and, and to be honest with you, being around the freshmen and knowing that what, what we got, they're going to come in and being ready to go. So I just think it's going to be a, it's going to be a good mesh because um 
you know, we, we got, of course, I think our income and freshman off kill, they, they, they know what they're getting into as far as what we have on our roster. So I think they're going to come in with that type of energy and being a sponge and all that. And I think, like I said, just being, you know, just just don't act like you got it figured out, you know, because you, you never do this. This is hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard, you know, what their workouts and all of that, what they're dealing with. You know, it can't compare to what you're about to see in the, in, in the months to come, in the, week, in the weeks to come. So I just tell them right now, being in shape is, 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 is the best thing you can probably do for yourself is being in tip-top shape and everything else to take care of yourself. When, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, when, when you were coming into Michigan State, when did you get on campus? Were you were you on campus as early as these guys are? Or was it a little later yeah. for you? A little later. I came in in July, like in July. Yeah. Right. So it was a couple of weeks earlier than me, but I came in July. So, you know, it was about kind of saying. But it, it seemed it's always seemed to me that Michigan State and, and Coach Izzo's program in general was maybe a little bit ahead of the curve as compared to a lot of other programs in terms of how early they got freshmen up to campus and kind of start act, be getting acclimated to academics, you know, all of those things that a lot of fans don't think about. Do you think that's been an advantage over the years in terms of, you know, being able to get guys to hit the ground running? And by the time September rolls around, they're kind of used to it a little bit. Yeah, there you go. I always kind of, I kind of call it a cheat sheet, right? You know, right. because you do get a, you you take a class or two, you you getting all the, you know, like I said, the workouts, the, you know, of course, it's not the same when real practice begins, but you're getting, you're getting, you're getting some good samples, you know, saying good, good things going on. So I think it is a plus. I mean, because all we really did when we were coming through were we just had open gyms. Coaches work out with a son, but wasn't we? They weren't allowed to do what we can do right now. The rules have changed a heck of a lot, so I wish we could have. It does help with the play call and play learning, things like that. So you get a little cheat sheet, you know, right. as far as them getting to work out early like that. So I think it's a bonus. With uh, next season, how different do you think uh, Holloman and the the freshmen like Kohler and Cooper? What do you, do you think fans are going to notice a huge difference in their game and how they sort of how they approach things than they did this as a freshman? Yeah, you can, I can see that right now. All three of the guys. I mean, what they're doing, working on their bodies, working on their games. Like Trey Hodeman shooting the ball much better right now as we speak. Being honest with you, Jackson's body looks good. Carson looks body looks good. I mean, these guys are working and enjoying it every day. They in the gym every day, up early, working out, lifting weights every day. You know, so I may, you, you know, and I always say your freshman or sophomore year is when you probably make your biggest jump. And mm-hmm. I think these, 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 them, them guys are on their way to make some, some significant jumps. Just on a, a, another subject, something that we've been spending a lot of time on the podcast talking about because it's a constant, and that's um, the way that rosters around the country are in so much upheaval. And obviously Michigan state has been really in a fortunate position. I don't think it's by accident um, in in that they're not going, you guys are not going through as much of that. Um, I was just curious your perspective as a coach, because 
I thought last year is just my opinion. Feel free to tell me I'm full of it. Um, I thought last year, one of the reasons that around the country, you didn't seem to have any truly great team. Maybe you could argue UConn became that at the end, but um, one of the reasons you didn't really have that kind of those super teams is that so many guys are moving around that you don't have the consistency or the coherency that you get from teams being together for multiple years. Um, do you think that's something that, and I'm not even going to say an advantage for Michigan state, cause we already know what coach Izzo believes in, but do you look at that as, as maybe a reason why there was so much inconsistency around the country is that teams just didn't know each other as well as they used to? No doubt. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, think about it, right? I always go back to our time. And when I played, it was no comparison, but we probably had maybe, what, 20 transfers in a year, right? Right. Not that many. I mean, it's, and it's just crazy how, how even if it's 100 states, even 100 transfers, whatever it is, can't even scratch what it is nowadays. So, so when you think about it, on top of, let's say, AAU basketball, where now where AAU basketball is so is so many, you know, Adidas, Nike, Under Armour, you have so many teams. So guys are he's no playing playing with, playing against each other, doing this at an early age. So now on top of so for example, like coming up, you don't you don't see uh it, it's hard it, we couldn't we couldn't play against certain guys. We could read about them in papers and all of that. So when you right. play against some guys, it makes that much more of a wild factor. You know what I mean? But now in today's game, everybody's able to touch everybody in some form or fashion, whether it's a workout, AU. So now when you talk about now, let's go to the transfer portal, right? So now, so now when you talk about what we stand for, and which which is crazy to me, I get goosebumps when I always say this now because you know, I live the, the Michigan State culture on and off the court. Get out of something, what you put into it, sacrifice, whatever it is. You know, we it's about that, right? Coach ingrained that into us. And I was a part when it, uh, a part when it first started from an NIT to a Final Four and all of that. So right. you want to, so I'm saying you keep your culture intact. So, yeah, I get that, you know, people may pluck from the portal sometimes. You may have to fill in one or two spots. I get that. But I remember I watched him my second year. I think we had to go get seven guys out the portal for that. Yeah. So you, I'm just saying, so, and by the time we started clicking, to your point, we started clicking until almost February, season right. almost right. over. It's hard. So now, but when you look at UConn, for example, they plucked some guys, but most of them guys, the core guys are together. When you look yep. at us, which when you talk about your, your, your you know, what you want to keep intact, you know, AJ stuck around, you know, you know, you got all these guys organically. Malik Hall, we talk about, he's been around. Now Tyson Walker is going into his third year here now. You know what I mean? So now you got guys that done, they done stuck around. Even when you look at the, let's say from even like guys like a David Smith, who's Malik Hall's room, like he knows what Michigan State coach, he's been around. So you're getting a voice, you know, and we talk about as coaches, you're getting it in the locker room too. It matters. 
you know, and I, I mean, and I, and I, I feel I agree with Coach on that. That matters so much. And and when you lose that, now when you look up now, like what you was talking about, you got so much parity. And mm-hmm. now there's no, you know, that makes it, which makes it fun and interesting. But on the coaching side, it ain't fun. <laughs> you know, it's not fun at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and don't get me wrong, you can get lucky, right? Some teams may get lucky and they pluck, you know, you're getting a lot, you know, from transfers and all that. And they, they get, they happen to get a good run. But not a lot of teams are not that lucky like that. Right. Yeah. Well, that, no, that's, yeah, we mean, talked about it plenty of times too, about yeah. exact, that exact point. I mean, the team, the team that you lost to Kansas state, I think it was all, but two guys were transfers. So people want to yeah. use that as an example of the idea. Well, oh yeah. The portal is how you get better. Well, it worked for them last year. Let's right. see what happens next year. Right. Right. It, right. That's a good, great point. Great point. Because now sustaining it, right? That's what you're yeah. talking about. You got to sustain it. You know what I mean? Everybody, you know, wouldn't be a, be a one-hit wonder. That's cool. Can't sustain it. Yeah. And, and if you're replacing eight or nine guys every year, boy, <laughs> good good luck to you finding ways That's to not sustain fun. that. Yeah. That's not fun. Guys yeah. are setting their ways, guys coming in. You just don't know. It's not fun. How, I mean, you haven't been through this because you haven't been looking in the transfer portal, but I mean, I f- I know when you're recruiting high school players, you know who they are. Like you've met them, you've met their families, you have a good feel for sort of what kind of guys they are. Recruiting them. In the, yeah. tra- in the transfer, I mean, I imagine it's got to be really challenging, right, for you to try and get an idea yeah. of what these kids are like. Did you only have like a week or something to talk to them once right. or twice on the phone? Right. It's, so it's like, and what can you really know? You know what I'm saying? Because even then, you steady learning them, you steady learning them all the time. And it's like, and then it's to the point where now we're talking about months now because, you know, they're going to be done in a couple months. And you back at it again. You know what I mean? It's just, like I said, when I was at Western Michigan, that was not fun. It was great, but we spent that whole that whole summer for the most part trying to get in the portal, trying to find guys. There wasn't no time, wasn't no break. We was working. And then when you get the guys, you gotta you gotta see how their work habits are, what they doing. Some guys are a little bit lazier than what I thought. You know, some of you just like and you gotta try to learn that. And it's like, damn, he's already been in school for four years. That ain't changing. <laughs> right. You know what yeah, I mean? right. So it's it's tough. It's tough. Well, I think we'll wrap wrap it up there, uh, Coach Kelly. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, I want to remind you, if you can go to uh, thefinalfoursnowtheschedule.com, you can go to thefinalfoursnowtheschedule.com slash merchandise, and you get this awesome sweatshirt that I'm wearing. Uh, you can get, I like uh, that. From, ne- from Nudge that. Printing. Yeah, Nudge that. Printing, 20 per- 20% off, Coach. You just entered Final Four as the coupon code. Uh, again, uh, Coach Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, the Final Four is at the schedule. Go green. Go white, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. And, uh, we love hey, anytime, so man, if I got the time, we got the time. I don't mind chopping <laughs> it up with you guys, man. You guys are good dude. You're the best. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done.